It is so well defined. What we have to do today, we got to go to work. We got to do right offense. All right, yeah, it's another NFL London podcast. Wade and Ryan here. Hello. And we're just laughing because uh, Ryan said uh, we're saying, we're, how, we're, how are we going to start this podcast? And then we said we should talk about Tom Brady at the Kentucky Derby with his girl squad. And there was uh, a, Because it was such a girl squad photo. Oh, it was. It was just awesome. And his hat, the only thing missing from Tom Brady's hat was like the- um, The like plume? Corks yeah. on strings, like, like a cheesy like Australian hat or something, but- he is still the goat. So. He's still the goat, but, but I can still make fun of him. Yeah, for that. no, I mean it's interesting. I'm not making fun of his football. It's interesting when you look at white guys when they get rich, or just people <laughs> when they get rich. They dress themselves as toddlers. Like what parents used to dress their toddlers. They're like, I'm going to put him in a cute hat. I'm going to put and him in this. And dude, Tom Brady, he's got no. I, again, I don't know anything about fashion, so I guarantee you, I'm probably in the wrong. But yeah. you know, like his, he's, he's got a fashion egg, like a supermodel wife. So yeah. no excuse to not just be killing it every time he walks. No, out he's right. Look, obviously, he does look good. He dresses well. Um, but maybe he's like maybe he's like I got six rings. I don't yeah. need your advice. Oh god, he could wear he could basically wear a Barney jumper and walk around. He's like fuck it. Six he rings. should absolutely <clears throat> for Halloween go as Thanos oh, and sure. put his six Super Bowl rings into I'm sure it's been an Infinity Gauntlet. It would be. Like that would actually make me forgive all the hatred of Tom Brady I've had over the years, out of pure respect for an amazing gag. I, I think uh, people would hate him very much for that. I think he'd get so much respect. For uh, I don't know what that. I think also, I think as we all know, is that two of those rings are up Robert Kraft's butt. Yeah, because <clears throat> apparently they're actually evidence. They're he evidence. likes butt stuff. They're evidence in the court. That's going off crazy too, because apparently his lawyers have lied. Uh, about something. I think he settled though. Didn't it all just settle? I don't know. Um, I, I don't think know. it might have settled. Like he just gets nothing. He gets like probation. You know, he gets yeah. a he gets a billionaire's punishment. He basically. gets he gets a rub and tug. Yeah, exactly. it's essentially is what happens. Um, Tom Brady has said that he wants to uh, be fatter next year. He wants to be two hundred and thirty three pounds so he doesn't get injured as much. Apparently, being not being underweight with his little diet. Listen, he's 42 years old. Like, I'm 40 now. Getting fatter is easier. It's so easy to do. You barely even have to do anything, and you just become fat all of a sudden. I can it's the fattening. I, I, the I fattening just, is I get the fat. Just thinking about fat, it's it's one of those things you can't control. One, you're over 40. Uh, layers above your chin, eyes, everything just sort of happened. You look at your picture in high school, and you're like, but I didn't... I, didn't. I would love for Tom Brady to, like turn into Dick Cheney by the time he's like 65. Shoot one of his best friends? <laughs> no, just just big beer belly, bald. Just It would have been a yeah. great transformation. Anyway, let's get, in, let's get into some We're going to talk about news. some stuff. So we're going to talk about some of the big new... I, you know, so one of the things about the Patriots, um, they're saying Ben Watson is tight end who played for the Patriots from 2004-2009, disciple of Bill Belichick. Uh, he's unretiring, former Saint at 38. Uh, because the Saints are looking for a tight end, and I still got some game in me. Wow, he just wants that ring, right? Like if yeah. you're 38 years old, you're Never old, yet. and if you're a 38 year old tight end, you're only coming back to play for the Patriots, yeah. right? Like, there's no other team. Like, no one's coming back to just be like, yeah, I'm gonna play for the for the Bucks, you know? Like, no, you're not. You're going, going, you're going one if you're an old man and you want one last shot at the Super Bowl, you go to the Patriots. That's you go one shot, you and you know because you work with Bill Belichick for five. <laughs> Unfortunately, years. James Harrison is the only one that that backfired on. Like everyone yeah. else who did it, James Harrison, the one year he betrayed Pittsburgh and went yeah. to New England. He it was that the year they didn't win. The year they didn't win, but you know what? He's still a beast and uh, still a good move for them. Um, we are going to talk about some of the... There, there was a big thing on CBS now, uh, CBS on the NFL, 
Uh, talking about potential trades, and Ryan and I sort of discussed them in the pub before this. <clears throat> We're going to talk about these potential trades that could happen in the NFL, things that might work. Uh, the first one is Kyle Rudolph, tight end for uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, potentially, now with Minnesota only having 800000 in salary cap space, that he could go to the New England Patriots. Wow. I think this is just, you know what I mean? It's but one of those. Oh, sure. No, no, it's one of those things that's like anytime there's a tight end available, it's like, oh, they're going to New England, right? But that's Belichick like, wants. He loves No, tight no, ends. because that's right. They've just been associated with tight ends for so long as being what they do. Yeah. So it didn't really matter. Like, even when, like, that's the thing, even when they got Dwayne Allen uh, a couple of years ago, people yeah. were like, oh, you know, Dwayne Allen had a couple of good years in Indianapolis. You know, it's just like, well, yeah. put him in Tom Brady. Dwayne Allen did nothing. Like, yeah. Gronk has a, you know, an Aaron Hernandez, you know. Uh, we're the only two that were really successful in the system. You've lost them. And I think now with drafting uh, Nikhil Harry in the first round, Patriots are going to, I think they're going to move away from this whole tight end thing. And I think, you know, they got, they, they're they always going to have Edelman in the slots. Yeah. Um, so they need a more reci- receiving receiver. They do. They need a Boston Safarian Jenkins, who's a big dude. Again, who can catch. Yeah, he's, he's been a guy. But that's right. I think they're going to move away from it. I think, but right now they still need some help. Like if, if they only really have Nikhil Harry, he's a first round pick and first round receivers rarely contribute a lot. Um, and then you have Josh Gordon, and no one knows what's going to happen with him. Like he got, he went, walked away. So if there's a suspension, it's got to be for a year. So he's yeah. pretty much gone. Like then, who do they really have? They have nobody at receiver. So I'm actually interested in what the page. Unless they're just being like, listen, this game has gotten too easy for us. Yeah. What we'll do is we'll play with nobody sure. on offense, and then if that if that doesn't work. Because right now you guys aren't challenging me. Maybe no. this is Bill Belichick like tying one hand behind his just back. Just playing with one hand to see. But they always start they always start the season this way. It seems like they wait to see what everyone else does and then make their moves. Uh, but that's why I think you could see. That's why with a Rudolph, I yeah. think Patriots doing a big trade before the season start is definitely possible. Yeah, he makes it he would make they a good could fit. maybe go for someone, you know, I think especially even mid season, someone like Larry Fitzgerald. Maybe bring in a vet, you know. Sure. Maybe yeah. they bring in Des Bryant, you know, he's an old it's uh, a big target that they could talk well, about. Sure. Use Des- him as a red zone. Yeah, target. I mean, Des Bryant, I think it's, it comes down to his mental capacity as well. Also, watching him look like almost tearing his Achilles when he was running in those uh, routes. Um, <clears throat> the other one they talked about is Ryan Griffin, uh, tight end from Houston, uh, who had the drunk driving charges last year, who's had some basically team issues. The Patriots like to te- take Listen, people that have issues. I think, I don't worry about or it. Or like, shoes. I think, yeah. I think they're just basically going to just do what they have. And they, I think they're just confident that they can do it. I think they drafted um, they drafted a lot of defensive players. They're going to have a great defense. they got a good offensive line. They're just going to be a running team, I think, this year. I think you're going to see the Patriots be ground and pound for the first time ever. Because wow. Tom Brady's getting old, right? He's, yeah. getting, he's old. So why not transition to a running game, right? That's yeah, when. No. You know, but I mean, you can't control a running game as much. You a still good, need a quarterback. Solid yeah. defense yeah. and a solid running game is what Peyton Manning did a couple years ago with sure. Denver. Why isn't Tom Brady being like, you know what? I've proved myself. Let's let let's make this a running team, and we'll beat people that way. I think you're going to see that a lot from the Patriots, and it's going to be interesting to see when they have to pass who they're. Yeah, going to be I mean, his passing yards went down. He was down to like 960 yards, I think, last year uh, in terms for his season. He was down from what he used to be, um, but. Yeah, I think you could see it. Maybe they trade for like an AJ Green, depending on what happens. Well, the, in Cincinnati. the Ryan. Well, I, I think AJ Green is going to be happy in Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is. I can see them doing uh, building on him. Let's move to the next guy. The next uh, potential trade they talked about: Jadavian Clowney, who we've all seen now and heard 
Though they put the franchise tag on him, the negotiations are not going well. Yes. The the uh, the war uh, is not going well for him. <clears throat> and with the the trade rumor is that he would go to the Buffalo yes. Bills. You know what? I've heard this as well, and I actually think this is a good trade. For but there's one thing that's interesting. Jadavian Clowney hasn't even had. I don't even think he's even had ten sacks in a season, mm. right? So if Jadavian Clowney is looking for uh, you know Khalil Mack money, Aaron yeah. Donald money, Demarcus Lawrence money, it's just like it's not gonna happen, dude. No. Like you haven't. You've been injured a lot. Mm-hmm. You haven't proven yourself, but. You have this massive potential of this burst, and maybe like you know. But again, you've also been working across from JJ Watt, Watt, and you still can't get ten sacks. When JJ yeah. Watt's taking a lot of the double teams, you're getting a lot of one on ones. So I think this could happen definitely. The real question is, what do you give for someone Javian Clowney? Because um, are you looking for a one? If Buffalo is confident that they're gonna be, let's say, in the fifteen to to twenty five yeah. range in draft picks, I think trading a fifteen for for Jadavian Clowney is absolutely worth it. So I think for the Bills, it makes sense. Um, if J.J. Watt keeps playing well, you know, they still, yeah. they got DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to have to pay um, the quarterback, uh, Watson, soon. Yeah. So they're going to have a lot of money coming. And they're not – I just don't think they want to pay Jadavian Clowney. I don't think so either. It's an interesting to see what they do with this uh, in terms of now. There was also talk that it might go uh, – and they might turn it for Patrick Peterson, uh, Arizona as well. You know, Clowney, you talk about J.J. Watt. What is he? He's played five games in but two he's years. He's getting old, too. But he's yeah, no, but he, had a bounce, he had a bounce back here last yeah, year. He, he had a really good in, year. In the, in some of the year, in but this, he's missed basically the last two years before yeah. that. Yeah. So right. he's basically saying, I'm healthy now. But it's like, dude. But he's also in his 30s. So yeah. it's that real So how many more injuries is, can he take in that defining role? It's the question of really is like, can we like look at if you have, if you look at um, Clowney and he has nine and a half sacks. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Do you think that you can replace that through the draft or through free agency? Nine and a half sacks is not mass, You know what no. I mean? So, but to give someone twenty million to maybe, which is what he's probably looking at, which is yeah. what he's probably going to get just based on the potential, is it like, do we want to pay twenty million again? That no. they let Mario Williams go years ago, um, with the, to go to the Bills, which is very yeah. ironic that it comes back to this full circle. Um, and how do you do? Maybe we're, yeah, maybe we're all just in this circle that keeps yeah. repeating itself. The circle no, actually, Mary Williams was great for no, the that's Bills. What I'm that's saying. why he was great for the Bills. But yeah. he wasn't—he wasn't a guy that took you to a Super Bowl. He wasn't mm. a game wrecker that changed games like Aaron Donald and Khalil yeah. Mack do. So I think this is a p- definitely potential trade. You can see him going to the Bills or someone else because I don't think Houston wants to pay him. No, I don't think so either. And, and obviously, it's going to be someone with some salary, someone with some cap to move him. The other big one we talked about, Patrick Peterson, who was uh, 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 an upset baby last year. Um, threw all the toys out of the pram. Arizona signed him back. But now it looks like on social media that he's not happy there as well. What, did he unfollow their Instagram? Pretty much, yeah. I love how that's become yeah. like, literally... I've unfollowed you. Yeah, it's literally a news thing. Uh, like, like uh, all of a sudden you see Ian Rappaport comes on. He's like, guys, oh my God. I got unfollowed. Uh, oh my God. Brown has stopped following the Steelers. Meanwhile, Brad Marchand... Trade coming imminent. Brad Marchand of the Bruins still licks people's faces. Have you ever seen this? <laughs> I have seen that, Truck actually. stop. Oh, my God. Anyway, this guy needs a good punch in the head. That's hockey. It's a different thing. Patrick Peterson, though. 
I think it's just one of those things. I think um, knowing that when you when you draft a guy like Kyler Murray, you're now knowing you're in a rebuild. Yeah, it's um, all new, co- new back-end coaches, yeah, everything. New coaches, you got to do everything. And I think Patrick Peterson, who's been a fantastic player throughout his career, has been a great cornerback. I think he's just now like at the point where it's just like, I only got a couple more years left. I need to go to a Super Bowl. I need to try and compete for a Super Bowl. Like he's like that, and I think cornerbacks are like the defensive defensive receivers. You know, yeah. they're they're the ones with the ego. Yeah, that talk the most trash. The they, you know what I mean. Yeah, so, they read so the ball and pick the ball. It does. It does make sense, and I think. Patrick Peterson could actually have a lot of value to a team. I think you could get. Well, they're talking really about him going pick. to Kansas City. We're Kansas City thirty second in terms of defense in most of the season. Yeah, yeah, especially from losing Marcus Peters yeah. and but then and then getting Tyron Matthew, uh, the Honey Badger. Yeah. That's a really good move. But so actually, like, yeah. would be like, but then does I think Kansas City would probably potentially have to give up a first to give Patrick Peterson. You would think there's so. also the money because he's gotten yeah. a new contract recently. So that's a tough one. Yeah, but I could see Patrick. Peterson get moved because I think the Arizona still needs picks and yeah. I think getting another high pick would be massive for them sure. because mm-hmm. Kyler Murray is going to be good but he's not taking them to the playoffs and I think trading someone like him and Larry Fitzgerald in the year is going to set them up especially at the trading deadline you're going to see Larry Fitzgerald go yeah he's going to get like yeah. a third they're going to get a third from because someone's going to be desperate to have that experience to have that locker room presence God, there. Yeah. like he has so many other intangibles outside yeah. of his game that are worth something to people so um, I think you're going to see that trade. But I think Peterson's going to be gone. Yeah. Definitely. No, I, so I, I agree with you, that. Larry Fitzgerald. A playoff push or someone looking through the season and looking at how their season's doing, adding a veteran like that to your team, giving away a few picks, just to be able to have that veteran, take him away, and know that he's going to be happy and healthy uh, jumping into a new team. A couple other rumors they had. Uh, Chris Harris, cornerback, who's been with uh, Denver, uh, yes. Denver for eight years. Uh, and he's been really good, but you know they're having problems. And yeah, they are. They are. They're not having problems. They're having problems with them. Now there's interest from San Francisco. This would be a good move. San Francisco's looking to build up some stuff. Denver, I don't know what's going on with Elway. He seemed to be pissing off a lot. Yeah, of people. Yeah, no, he's them. really. He's and he, he, for a guy who's a quarterback, he can't even choose good quarterbacks. Yeah, he's a weird one because he was even saying, um, like, when Chris Harris was complaining about his contract, and John Elway was like, "I'm busy with the draft. I'll deal yeah. with I'll deal with Chris Harris when yeah. I when I get back from vacation." Okay, yeah, so much, yeah. so in a way, like Chris Harris is just being like, "Dude, like, I'm here right now." Yeah. But in fairness. He is the GM. He needs to be focused on the draft. Like sure. There needs to be time where you're like, okay, we'll talk about contracts yeah. here, but from here to here, I'm talking about the draft, so don't be... Like, this should don't all be just a little be... Bit, yeah. yeah, this should all just be played out. So maybe that's that's bad on... Who knows Harris, whose yeah. fault it is, to be yeah. curiosity. Uh, Chris Harris has been a great corner, but I think... Um, as you've seen, Denver, you know, shipped out uh, Keeb Tlaib. Yeah. They weren't afraid to just get rid of a corner. You know, mm. they've done it before. So I don't think that they're going to give Chris Harris the big money. I think they're trying to now. I think, John, they're in this weird spot because they got this really good defense, but they have yeah. such a crappy offense. Yeah. And, and it really all is going to come down to how Joe Flacco plays. Yeah, it is, it is gonna, it's going to come down. I mean, obviously, plenty of quarterback in there, giving them protection. Philip Lindsay was a good surprise to them last year. The defense has played solid. They play really well at home. Um, you know, and they've added guys like no, and I think I think just Denver is one of those ones because you're getting you're getting a guy like Von Miller, right? Mm-hmm. Who's getting older. He's going to be in that position like 
um, especially if they move to someone like Drew Locke, their second round pick, a new quarterback, and then they don't, they need to basically restart. So I think Von Miller could be one of these guys that we're talking about maybe next yeah. year or the year after. Is like, does he resign with them? Does he say, you know what, Denver, you guys have kind of messed up the quarterback position for so long, yeah. you've blown this window with me because like he was Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, so no, John Von Miller is an all out, all time great and he's a, linebacker. He's a, he's a Hall he's a of Famer yeah. and he's a Bronco. And I think he needs to know this. So I'm actually, I think Denver is kind of one of those intriguing teams this year because is Flacco going to have like a renaissance? You know, he's got Drew Locke yeah. behind him. He's going to have that kind of pressure. So I'm actually excited to see if Joe Flacco can just have that chip on his shoulder and make make it work. And I'm interested to see because you always had a bias against the Ravens. And uh, now I did. I still, I still do. And now he's not the Ravens. We'll see what happens. And I still have the bias, so I don't know what it is. So Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, apparently four fingers can't drive either. Um, car accident, spin that thing 360 degrees. He's injured. And not like, this is serious injuries. They're saying, Has anyone had the... Um, the worst, worst off seasons in the yeah. history of sports than Jason than Pierre Paul. Like Jesus Christ! He should it's just like, go live in a yurt. He somewhere. should literally. Yeah. yeah, he should be in a cave. Yeah. Like they just shut like in yeah. Jesus, where they just should roll, be one of those caves. They just floods, roll though, yeah. the roll yeah. the rock over it, and he just lives. So in Jason Pierre Paul is looking. He'll, he'll be done. So the Bucks are going to look for somebody. Uh, they're talking Solomon Thomas, uh, who is pass rusher from the 49ers. Obviously, they're going to have to. You know, the, Jason Peter Paul, they, to be honest with you, this it's like a fractured neck or something. Yeah. Like it's this is not like something to joke with. No, no, no. This could be career ender, right? To be no, honest, if I think, you see, and I think like it's probably not as severe. But when you're a defensive player and you're kind of constantly always just like hit, it's like uh, a car crash. Yeah, going yeah. Into. But that is a car crash. That's what <laughs> I mean. He's literally <laughs> it was a car as a player going into a car yeah. crash. So that's going to really affect the neck, you know? And you've got so. training camp coming up June 4th. Oh, he's done for the year. They so, already say he's done yeah. for the year. So. Uh, Gerald, uh, Gerald McCoy as well. They're talking Tampa Bay. I uh, can't afford him. $13 million. They need him now. But Cleveland, they're but saying Cleveland a, is looking to add him. Can you imagine that kind of defensive line you know, on Cleveland? I'll tell you what. Six-time Pro Bowl guy. Cleveland can afford him. No, that is true, but I'm saying because of what happened to Pierre Paul, mm. I think Gerald McCoy is now a necessity yeah. for, for the Bucks. Like, you cannot, like, you just lost your best edge guy. You yeah. can't lose your best middle guy. Like, even though Gerald McCoy has had a couple off, like, a bit of an off year last year, give him a chance. Like, you, you literally, if you do this, you lost two main people off your, off your defensive yeah, line. Yeah, no, big ones. And that is not easy to replace. So I definitely think that this has actually been – Pierre Paul's accident was the best thing that happened to Gerald McCoy. Probably. Um, to be honest with you, because right now they're just going to be like, listen, we got to keep uh. this guy. And Gerald McCoy's a good player. And I think this might actually be that motivation to show you, you know what, like I'm going to I'm gonna just prove that you're wrong and I'm going to show you what I can do. And I think that's all like, NFL players need. They just need that motivation. They do. So – Good on, well done, Pierre Paul. You just motivated Charles McCoy and I, the Bucks to just, give him thirteen million dollars. See, I think it's a funny situation that Jason Pierre Paul. Look, everyone has to get insured in what they do, and everyone is insured by insurance companies for their life for their career. Jason Pierre Paul, after meeting with uh, the insurance, uninsurable. Company, after after the firecracks, <laughs> and they're like, look. You're not going to do any stupid, are you? You're not going to do anything stupid, are you? We bought you this giant bubble. Yeah. Um, it says bucks on it. Just yeah. just roll yourself around town and try not to get in trouble. Sorry, what was that? A car a car accident. Uh, a car accident. What, what were you in a car accident? Um, 
It's yeah. not great. It's not great. But it's not great for him. So it's, it's really upsetting too because you know to lose a finger, you know, regardless. That, oh, that's, but like nasty. It wasn't just a finger. It was like the hand is all messed up. Yeah, yeah. It's and just that, like and yeah. that is terrible, and you don't wish that upon anyone. Then to have like a car, but it was. But the funny thing is, it was a single person car accident, so it's yeah. his fault. Oh god, there's yeah. no one else is yeah. to blame for this. So uh, it's just like you wonder what's on the radio, like. Crisscross, sick. Joe McCoy is like Inspector Clouseau. The NFL's Inspector Clouseau. He's just literally a walking yeah. time bomb. Uh, so, uh, so we're gonna go into now. Uh, what we talked about is predictions. God damn it. Um, sorry, this fucking thing. We got this dog yeah. interrupting the, the, the podcast. The dog has to be part of it. So there was a predictions on the uh, NFL Network, and they were talking about this one writer had made some predictions for this year. Okay. Bold? Were they bold? bold? They were bold. Because yeah, I like my predictions. Like, I uh, like my women. Bold. <laughs> yeah. I like I like mine uh, full of herpes. Um, no, you shouldn't. That's yeah, a terrible no. thing. Yeah, about. no, I'm, I am too. Uh, let's go through one of the predictions. Derek Carr will be on MVP form this year. You know what? It's not a terrible take. Um, I think one thing that hurts is they lost um, Jared Cook, yeah. who is their number one receiver. You got Antonio Brown, so instantly there's no reason why he can't throw for 4,000 yards. But outside of that, they don't really have any other weapons. No. You know, They don't really have a good running game. Uh, they got Jacobs um, from uh, Alabama, I think. And I, I, again, he's a question mark. He's a first-round pick. Yeah. So MVP form, no. Um, back to again, he's in such a tough division. No, I, I don't believe that hot take. But is he going to be good? Yeah, I think. I well, think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He has to be because so. pretty much he knows the writing's on the wall. The new coach is in. They brought in all this new team around you. New coaches around you. They're moving to a new city next year. Beh, how are you going to play this year? Because you might not come. Which is why you're going to see them as the. Uh, I wonder if they're going to do uh, when it comes to hard knocks. Um, there's eight teams they're looking yeah, at. Yeah, there's a bunch of teams that they're yeah. looking at. But Raiders are one of them. But I think Raiders in Vegas next year Be more is the perfect target yeah, exactly. to me. So I think they're going to hold off on the Raiders and it's going to be someone else this year. But yeah. to me, that's a. Or, be, or the Giants could be a good one. Giants could be good. Giants could be good. Uh, prediction number two Green Bay Packers will win 11 games and lead the NFC North. I do like this one. I think they will win ten or eleven. Uh, I think. I think Aaron Rodgers has is. I hate saying. I would never buy him a beer. I would but say I'd buy his yeah, girlfriend a beer. Yeah, which is the greatest video ever. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen it, um, someone, Danica Patrick, someone buying Danica Patrick a drink at the Milwaukee Bucks uh, Boston game. But I actually think this is good. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be angry this year. I think he's ready to prove that he is the best, still the best in the NFL. Um, he, as long as he gets healthy, he doesn't get injured. But again, he's been injured the last couple of years. But I actually think he, they are going to win 11 games. I think they're going to win the NFC North. I still think the Bears are going to be good, so don't worry. Uh, I yeah. think they're going to get a wild card. But I think this year, Packers, Aaron Rodgers is going to go off. And uh, I'm very excited to see it. I, I think the NFL's better when Aaron Rodgers is at the top of his game. And I predict he'll be injured and out by week five. And that is 100% possible. <laughs> like, I have no doubt that is a real thing that could happen. Uh, the next one, Baker Mayfield will have an MVP-worthy year. Ooh, yeah, why not, right? They've got a lot of he tools. Broke, he broke the NFL record for touchdowns by a rookie. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, it was Peyton Manning's record. Yeah. So who's to think with Odell Beckham added to your team? Um, the only the only thing that can destroy Cleveland is Cleveland. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, is yeah is the burial ground Cleveland is built on, or 
the fact it is it's going to be ego. Yeah. It's going to be these egos. And it's like the real interesting thing is I think Are they going to say warriors of the NFL? Do they go, the interesting thing is do they come out hot? And then what happens when Cleveland suffers a couple losses, yeah. you know? If they like, does and then having a rookie coach in Freddie Kitchens Dealing with all these egos, yeah. not having like a guy like a Belichick, a guy like Mike who Tomlin, could, who could, who could uh, do uh, Mike, everyone. Well, yeah. Mike, apparently not, because Mike Tomlin used to be that guy, and everyone's lost that about him. No well, one thinks. No one thinks Mike Tomlin can handle egos now, because every ego is. I'm sure he'll out the show door. it because those uh, those egos are gone, and they deserve to be gone. But yeah. But Baker, uh, so yeah. But Baker. I think yes, I think there's absolutely a chance that Baker Mayfield could have an MVP type of season, definitely. I think the I think Cleveland's the most fun team to watch. I this think it'd year. be very fun. I'm very excited. But Baker is also the, one of those super cocky guys, wow. and him getting a little frustrated having the media question him. Yeah. He doesn't like to be questioned, so I think that. Like, yeah. I'm excited to see how he deals with well, it. especially like- feeding Landry. Feeding Odell Beckham, yeah. getting the ball to people because you got a lot of yeah. mouths to feed now. Well, that's going to be it. Can can he now that he's got all this talent? Can he spread the ball around? And also the trash bag mouth that these guys have been coming out with lately. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to do this. Uh, you know what? Uh, Jacksonville said that as well. Following on with Pittsburgh, next prediction is Pittsburgh Steelers to finish third in the AFC North. Um, it's definitely possible. Like I think they'll finish second, but. Again, you got Baltimore's going to run it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be fun to watch. He's going to be in his second year, so I'm excited to see how he improves as a passer because yeah. you know he can run. No one's worried about that. Yeah. But, again, they, they did draft a, some some rookie receivers, which is good. But, again, I just don't think they can keep up with the big boys. Um, Cincinnati's interesting. They got nothing to lose, man. They got nothing, nothing they're just lose. like the bad news bears in no. a way. They're just that team you don't the know about. Ninja, yeah. You know, he's got like, – AJ Green stays healthy. they got Joe Mixon. they got yeah. weapons. Yeah. So, but I definitely think Pittsburgh will finish second. So I'm going to say no All to right. that one. Daniel – next prediction, Daniel Jones starts seven games for the no. Giants. No. No, definitely. No, they, you can't. You gotta sit him all year, hundred yeah. percent. Do not even if Eli the, is even if Eli just let let him. Eli just fail himself out of the NFL, all right? right? And just don't because what what hap- What's the worst thing that could happen? Is oh, it's not the worst thing that could happen. I guess is is that you Eli goes after seven games and they put in Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones stinks for seven yeah. games. Then therefore you have the near top draft. You're gonna have a top five pick. Yeah. Do you then say we're giving up? Because the only person that's given up on Daniel Jones is if if that happens and Dave Gettleman gets fired. Yeah. Then the next GM comes in and says, I don't want I Daniel Jones. I get rid of Daniel Jones out of here. Like uh, Josh Shut Rosen. Off. It's going to yeah. be another Josh Rosen yeah. situation. So I bet you Daniel Jones could get traded next year if they start they well. and he's a failure. It's like so yeah. if the best thing that can happen is Eli plays well and can keep them in games... So I'm going to say no because what happened last time the Giants yeah. benched Eli? Yeah. It was an absolute disaster. So I yeah, think you don't, just yeah, you don't want to inherit a, a new coach like that because it's like one of my stepdads. Maybe, who knows? Yeah. Maybe Eli will play better without Odell. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. with all the distractions. Maybe gone, Odell was a real problem for that team. I think it's too early to know, but I think if I think the worst thing could be for the Giants if, is Daniel Johnson playing. The There's team. a lot of Jones things we playing. don't know in this, and a lot of things when people are left and, and Odell Beckham saying he's got to be gone, but there's a lot of cancers in locker rooms and a lot of things that need to be cut out. And I think, I'm sure a lot of the, we didn't hear about it, but a lot of teams did, and OBJ may have been one of those guys. 
Um, so the next one they've got, uh, the next prediction, the NFC West will be the best division to watch in football. We're talking Rams, uh, we're talking no, Arizona. No, 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 no. Well, I think Rams, Seattle, San Francisco yeah. is good. But you got Arizona. I think having Kyler Murray is maybe what makes people excited sure. about it. Um, ooh, that's a good question, actually. Maybe. Yeah, that's I a think, good division. The I Rams... think it's going to be the NFC North. I think mm-hmm. having, I think Bears, Bears Vikings, yeah. Packers, I think, and I think um, bringing TJ Hawkinson to give that weapon to, to Stafford is going to make yeah. Detroit better. Patricia has to get that defense better. Yeah. So I think that's still a fun division. And I even think the AFC South's going to be fun. Like, you got you got Indianapolis, who looks great. You got yeah. Houston with Watson. You got um, Jacksonville, who's yeah. got a new defense with Nick Foles. Yeah. Right? And then, unfortunately, you got the other team. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee. And then the Titans. No, the Titans are actually a pretty good team. Uh, I don't know. Um, Titans have that ability. They have that ability. And then if Mariota can take that next step. So to me, that's the most competitive division. It's competitive. The I best, don't know if it's fun to watch. The fun to watch is probably definitely the West. If someone said, hey, the Titans game is on, you wouldn't be like, you'd be like, oh, you know what? I got that diarrhea again. But to be fair, Titans have been competitive. They went to playoffs two Yeah, years no, they ago. keep it tight. They, they lost in the last week and missed the playoffs this year. So they're still a good team. They got. They, it's they, no Chiefs-Rams game in Mexico. Mexico, though. No, nothing is, though. Um, is. Next prediction, Andy Dalton will have his best year. No. Well, um, it'll be tough because he had that really good year and then he got injured yeah. uh, before the playoffs. He's got nothing to lose. He's got a healthy A.J. Green. He will only have his best year if A.J. Green stays They healthy. are the Cleveland Browns of the of the Cincinnati Bengals this year. They're well, the Cleveland they, Browns they, of Ohio. Well, they got yeah, they got um, a quarter. They got a coach that not a lot of people know about. Yeah. They got um, like Joe Mixon's a good good running back. They got A.J. Green. They got Boyd. They got Tyler Eifert, who's going to get hurt. Yeah. They got a decent defense, but they've lost a few pieces. So I just don't see Andy don't have the best year of his career because a couple of years ago, he was actually on an MVP form before yeah. he got hurt. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot that one down. Yeah, okay. All right. Put the old kibosh on that one. Uh, next prediction, Sean McDermott to win Coach of the Year. Yes. You know what? I'll tell you this. This is actually not a bad little pick. I think the Bills could be a sneak, sneaky team. And this is obviously... They were sneaky last year. As a Bills fan... No, they were terrible last year. No, no. But their defense we knew they were was good. Be. You played I with think, nothing. Listen, I am a Bills fan, so clearly I'm biased, right? But I will say this about the Bills. They've done a lot of smart moves. And Oliver was a great pick. They got someone who can just get at that quarterback, which is what they needed. They have revamped their offensive line. They got Mitch Morris as a center, Cody Ford in the, in the second round, who's considered a first-round pick. They got Shady McCoy is going to have a better year. They got Cole Beasley. They've done everything right to make this team better. So I think they could be a sneaky team. I think they could challenge for the AFC East. I think Patriots are going to win with 10 wins. Yeah. And I think the Bills could be up there. I think it's going to be 10. Um, And I think the Jets are going to be tough. But I think Sean McDermott is a really good coach. The Bills have the number two defense in the NFL. They added some pieces. So I'm all in on this one. I don't know if he'll win coach of the year, but he will be a nominee for coach of the year. All right. The other prediction they had is the best defense in the league for next year, the Chargers. Yeah, why? Why not? Right. The Chargers had a good defense last Bosa, year. I got Bosa, who's just going to get better if aside he, if he can that, stay healthy again. Aside from that game against the, uh, the Patriots in the playoffs. Again, aside if he can get healthy, Ingram is great. You got Derwin James. They just keep adding more pieces. They're 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 young. They're they're fast. So yeah, and I think especially you know it really depends on the schedule. If you get a lot of easy teams. Um, then you know you don't have a lot of big offenses. Oakland doesn't have a great yeah. offense. 
Denver doesn't have a great offense, so you could, that's going to help you. So, yeah, I think so. I think they could be a really good team. And I think they're going to win the division, 100%. I think they're going to win it over the Chiefs because no. I think losing Tyreek Hill is just too big of a loss to overcome. They're going to either run so a game together. They're I think the Chargers them. have just really set themselves up. This is Phil uh, Rivers' last stand. Yeah, pretty much. Know? He's He's been working hard at it. This is his uh, NFL vasectomy. He would hope so. <laughs> or he's gonna have another twenty kids. It's gonna be his wife's. They're vagina. finally gonna clip that, clip yeah. that thing for good after uh, this. We'll year. touch on a few other stories uh, just as so we had out of here. Uh, they're saying Le'Veon Bell is not showing up to a lot of camps. He's missing a lot of stuff. He's got excuses. Is this the old Le'Veon Bell again? No, I don't know. Listen, it's voluntary camp, right? So I, I agree. I think if you're moving to a new team, you show up to voluntary camp. You yeah. show them that I'm here to, I'm, I'm dedicated to this team and I should do that. But that's just me. So I'm yeah. not Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is just Le'Veon Bell. He's going to do what he wants to do. But again, until, like, this is only going to be a problem is if in week three, Le'Veon Bell still hasn't had a 100-yard game. No, if Le'Veon yeah. Bell is really struggling. Because if Le'Veon Bell plays like Le'Veon Bell, no one's going to care that he missed uh, minicamp. This is just, it's almost like he kind of, you kind of wonder if these players just kind of do it just to see what people sure, will do. Sure, just to see right? what I'm they just going to see if they're just going to be dicks to me, kind of like feeling out the media. Dick move, Like, yeah. oh, I like this guy. I'll talk to him. Oh, no. but fuck that guy who's just calling me a prick for not showing up. So maybe it's a little game he plays. Le'Veon Bell is a weirdo. No. He's got his own ways. He's great. So I say until the league starts, I don't care about any of that shit. He recently just talked about, uh, he looked back at the Super Bowl. They finally had an interview. He talked about the Super Bowl, and he said he overprepared. He watched twice as much film to lose 13 to 3. <laughs> I mean. Um, it's one of the, like, I think it's like, because he's been called such a genius, right? It's like, yeah. what other excuse? It's like, he's basically doing the thing. It's just like, oh, do you have any faults? It's like, oh, oh the thing is, I try too hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's doing that thing. I overprepared. Yeah. You know what? You got whooped, yeah, is did. what happened. You didn't overprepare. There's no such thing as overpreparing. Like, yeah. Like, I don't really believe in that. You're either prepared or you're not prepared. Yeah. There's not overprepared. You can't get, like, like they say, you can't get over wet. No. You know, you're just wet. Well, right? some, of the girls, <laughs> right. some of the girls I dated begged to differ. But that's what I mean. But it's, it's a ridiculous thing. He should come out and say, I got my ass kicked and I learned from it. And and I'm not going to be to over prepare is the lamest answer. I've well, I think ever a lot of people have asked him, you know, so many times on this. And you know what, Bill Belichick, you know, Bill looks if you know you're going to overthink and and um, well, the fact is he should have played his style of football, stayed the style of football that he was going to play. And it didn't. There's work. so many variables. Like yeah. there's, it's not just all on Sean McVay. Jared Goff was terrible. Yeah. They um Todd Gurley yeah. couldn't do anything. Barely played. They didn't the running game. Defense they played off the top of their head. You know, Patriots defense was ridiculous. Over preparing. Well, that is one twentieth of what was wrong with well, the team. Well, everyone putting game. themselves in the line. You know what and being I mean? Calm and sure, having, yeah. that was a part of it. Maybe yeah. you did, but that's not why you lost. You no. lost for a thousand reasons. And maybe you not sleeping enough and by studying all night, yeah. maybe that was a reason, but that's not why you lost. Yeah. So, so stop this. Trying nonsense. to follow the TB12 diet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as, as we mentioned on previous podcasts, uh, the AAF is no longer. 
Um, and a lot of stories coming to EAF. Ryan and I had a good one about the Marshawn Lynch one. Which is a great one. Uh, about him being in Vegas, and they were doing promo. Charlie Ebersol, uh, son of Dick, uh, Dick Ebersol, uh, read up on him. Uh, if you want to read up some good stuff on, uh, him and, uh... Only a guy named Dick would name his well, son Chuck. Dick Ebersol was involved <laughs> with Lauren Michaels in the revamp of Saturday Night Live, but there's some great stories on there with, uh... With the comedian Norm Macdonald, but um, Dick Eppersall hated Norm Macdonald. Very funny stuff. Anyway, um, so the AAF, um, which now we've heard stories about them, but we'll go to the Marshawn Lynch stories first before the other one. So Marshawn Lynch, um, he's like, yeah, I'll take a meeting. I'll do a commercial. I'll do a little interview for you. I want five grand. Right. And then so they show up with a check for five grand. He's like, no, because he's staying in a casino in Vegas. He's like, I want it in quarters. First of all, first of all, number one, can I stop you there? The <laughs> fact that uh, that Marshall Lynch plays the quarter slots is insane. Yeah. Right? He should, uh, at minimum, be playing the dollar slots. That's like, fine. That is absolutely unacceptable. <laughs> For one interview, to have 20,000 quarters. Think, personally, Marshall Lynch didn't think anyone in any world would give him 20,000 quarters. Because it's an insane yeah. request. I want 20,000 quarters. And first of all, have you, this no this is this is a perfect thing of what explains Chuck Eversall. You know Marshawn Lynch when he did interviews was the guy that said I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He is literally considered one of the worst interviewers oh, God, yeah. of, of all time. That's like saying, hey Bill Belichick. Yeah. Would you mind uh, yeah. we'll pay you a, Do a calendar for us. We'll pay you Twelve fin- months a year. We'll pay you fifty thousand in goats. Yeah. All right, if you go talk about the AAF, like yeah. Bill Belichick. Like, what are you thinking? And the interview never aired, but he got paid 5000 in quarters. In 20000 quarters. So now the big thing... I have, actually want to know what happened to the quarters. Like, did he use them all? I would also... 20000 quarters, I, I don't know how many that would be. Look, I'm also going to tell you, there's some really nasty strip clubs in Vegas, and that will take quarters. <laughs> it's going to make it hail. Look, there's, they're it's not called the hail. grandma circuit for, yeah. for that. It's why it's called the grandma the circuit. Great pound. Um, so the last thing... So the AAF, and it comes out now. So what it turns out with the AAF, when it happens was, and you know what, they were getting money in. They didn't get the TV rights they wanted. But you know what? I I think they still did comparatively well compared to other leagues well, that lasted. Well, you can't really say that. Like, they lasted eight weeks and it didn't finish. Yeah. But the one thing that's different. Hey, so it sounds like half my relationships. The one thing that is different, which the XFL did that was really good recently, is they just announced a TV deal, I think, with Fox yeah. and stuff. So at least the XFL has a TV deal in place. Like It feels like, like the... The AAF was like this. It was it was basically the equivalent of the Fire Festival. It was millennials. It was, it it was, was the, a millennial it was, run NFL league. It was the NFL Fire Festival. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a bunch of guys who had no idea how to run a league, saying, yeah. "Well, let's just make a league," and didn't realize how much work it, and then ran out of money. It is literally the exact story of the Fire Festival. Well, it's it's a, it's a it was a league run by millennials. And what happened is well, they did. I don't think it's millennials' fault. Well, I think I'm going to blame them because <laughs> what happened was it was really good data track and they had a lot of good stuff on there. There's a lot of technology, uh, technology things. But then what happened as a result of it after they left is apparently from each the league from San Antonio, Texas was going to send someone from the league to go to each of the teams, recapture their data, recapture all the stuff they had, all the assets, which included televisions, printers, computers, everything. Well, guess what? Everyone found out they're getting fired. Hell yeah. You <laughs> robbed that place blind is what that you did. That place was stripped down before they could even find... And I think apparently one of them said that even the security cameras were taken as well. 
so no one can find them. <laughs> Amazing. That, that, honestly, that is absolutely, you know, I, when, when that sort of stuff happens, you're like, damn right, do that. It is. Just take that place. So, I mean, yeah. Um, Someone's making some creepy porn, that was it. porn videos it, it with just security sort of ended. cameras. Uh, the other thing is uh, Robbie Gould, I don't know if you've seen, he's been, uh, he went to Chicago with the Chicago with the kickers. Yeah, apparently they had 45 kickers auditioning. No, they didn't have, they had, they had nine <laughs> Ten, ten. They nine whittled kickers. it down to they two. They got rid of three. Nine kickers, but then Robbie Gould went to a park in Chicago and uh, nailed eight of them. Because um, he's trying to get traded. Well, uh, no, pretty much, they, pretty much it's all done with San Fran. They're, they, they're, no, but he's requested a trade. Yeah, I believe so. They're playing. They're playing dick moves with him right now. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I do hope he comes. It would back. be nice to get Robbie Gould. It would be back. nice to get back. He should never let him go in the first place. And you know what? As the man, Robbie Gould gave me the tour of Soldier Field. So you should agree with so that. So I'll give you guys a story because I've told Ryan this, but none of the listeners listen. I was on a, a tour of the uh, for an American tourism festival. Uh, and one of the options was to go and get a tour of Soldier Field with Robbie Gould. I so the Bears by. are like, oh, no, the tour is coming by. Who, who's around? Let's send the old kicker in. I am, I am, <laughs> I am just like, as a Bears fan, just, just like stunned. I walk on the bus. Robbie Gould is sitting like row three by himself, just like on his phone. No one else is sitting around. No one else recognizes him. I sit behind I him. Recognize I sit behind him like any kicker. I'm like, hey Robbie, hey Robbie. And Robbie Gould uh, gave me a personalized tour of Soldier Field, told me all about it, showed me other places, and actually let me onto the pitch. You're not allowed to be onto the pitch, but he waited for security to go, let me onto the pitch. Hell of a guy, also apparently the best golfer in all of the NFL, and he said he will challenge anyone who says that they're oh, better there than There you him. go. I imagine someone hears this and it gets passed to him. I right? hope it does. I, I hope mean, the best other golfer in the NFL says they can beat him. because I Tony like to Romo. Tony, Tony Romo, Romo versus Robbie Gould. Love to see it happen. Guys, thanks for listening. Please subscribe and share. That's another episode of NFL in London. The season starts soon.